You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech, featuring a weekly roundup of tech news and gossip. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech. Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the show we break down nerd culture, tech news from a black and brown geek perspective. Yeah, I like your, you added your, your geek, your geekage is up. It is, it's high, it's high today. My name is Joe Braswell. I am joined to my left by the light-skinned Gordon Parks, Achilles Shine. Will you stop with that, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yes, sir, man. Uh, man. How's everything with you, man? Uh, everything's good. Everything's good. Um, you know, I can't complain. Lots happening in the world of tech and yeah, pop culture. That's right. Uh, we have some Emmy nominations, which we normally probably wouldn't touch on, except for there's a couple interesting notables yeah. that, that I wanted to touch on. It's not, it's not on a rundown, but uh, I wanted to give shouts out to uh, Tatiana, Ma- Tatiana Ma- Maz Maisley, I can't remember her name, from Orphan Black, who finally got nominated after three seasons, and uh, it is about time because she kills an Orphan Black. Yeah. So, um, fan favorite. So, uh, shots to her. Um, props to my man uh, Titus for getting nominated for uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, another very funny brother, and he's he's nominated. Uh, and a lot, lot of streaming stuff, Bloodline, Carl Ch- Kyle Chandler, a lot of, uh, lot of Amazon, a lot of streaming, a lot of Netflix. So it's just, a, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting, uh, they're coming up. They're coming up. Yeah. I think we were talking about this the other day, about how we'll see in the next five years, most of the, the, the transition of, of traditional TV winning awards. We'll see more people winning awards for streaming, streaming shows than, uh, than, you know, traditional shows, traditional broadcast shows. So this is kind of a testament to that, just seeing more and more every year. As we uh, become more, uh, as we adopt more, you know, streaming technology, so. <clears throat> Absolutely. And I, I think that, um, I, and I, I agree. I think that, uh, um, what was I gonna say? Oh, the other, the other thing I want to just really, really touch on just very, very, very quickly is, uh, the, um, no, the Key and Peel controversy, the, the controversy of they, <laughs> they're not allowed, they, they strategically, how you submit your, I submit your people. I submit your people for categories. There's two of their co-leads, Key and Peele. They strategically um, did one as a best actor. Jordan Peele was the best actor, best right. comedic actor, and and, and Keegan Michael Key as best supporting actor. Right. In order for them to both have a chance to get nominated. Well, Keegan Michael Key got nominated for best supporting actor, but Jordan Peele got shut out. Right. So it's a weird thing where a guy who is in every single sketch and whose name is in the title is uh, is nominated for best supporting actor. But I guess that's where the, the way it goes. Hey, there's only room for one, and his partner is shut out. <laughs> there's only room for one. <laughs> I think that, that that's one of those instances how um, you know how uh, how the, uh, the the system's broken. Um, and another thing I'm going to talk about just really quickly is everyone. A lot of people took to social media um, to sort of congratulate themselves and others. Um, you know, uh, Tatiana Mosley was on Twitter congratulating the Clone Club. Amy Schumer got nominated. She jumped out, t- t- tweeted a bunch. Julie Bowen tweeted a bunch. Titus tweeted a bunch. 
Um, so, you know, it's, it's interesting to see how people are using, even Viola, da- da- Viola Davis um, is giving shots out to Raja, to, to Taraji P. Hinson, who also got nominated, which is great for Empire. So I, I think it's really cool to see uh, people congratulate each other and, 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 and hit, reach out to the fans via social media about the Emmy nominations. That's all. <laughs> not sure if it's relevant or not. Of course it's relevant. Uh, we got we to we uh, shout out our wins. Yes, I mean, absolutely. So of course it's relevant. Uh, all right, so moving on to uh, we, one thing we didn't get a chance to touch on uh, last week was, was something called Race on Tech, which is uh, all things considered, all tech considered on NPR, uh, started to do this thing where they were going to profile 14 individuals uh, of color in the techs, in the tech sector um, and have them sort of like, you know, tweet out and, and follow them and do and do a sort of a profile, if you will, on um, their experiences in the world of tech. And um, they're, they're, it, it seemed to be some interesting, interesting findings. Um, the, the, you know, all, nothing that we don't know, but some of the emerging themes are, are, are pretty much like, um, you know, identity issues. It's harder for black folks to fit in in the, in the Silicon Valley world. Uh, role models. There's a lack of role models in, 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 in the tech world. It's a, it's, it makes things sort of prohibitive. Uh, the wealth gap, obviously, things we know about. Uh, just, just, just no real surprises, but it's interesting to see, um, you know, that some things we've been talking about are actually true. Yeah, definitely no surprises. I mean, you, you rewind a year ago, we covered this story, and if you look at the numbers statistically, really there's been no shift. It's really the same outlook that we had in 2014, and arguably we've had since since um, we've been here. And I, I, I like how people want to centralize the argument to Silicon Valley, but clearly the argument is across all industries. I mean, you see the, the disparity of diversity in, in, in multiple industries, so it's not just right. Silicon Valley. However, I mean, because we're in this tech boom, the focus is on that, but it's not even just programmers or developers. It's, it's anything from, it could be the, the lawyers that service the, the tech companies. It could be the accountants. Like, you don't have diversity even in those jobs. So I feel like, um, yeah, having this dialogue is great, but if it's just dialogue and there's no, you know, effective, tangible change, like, okay, like, we, we just keep keep saying, like, hey, we need diversity, but what are the companies actually doing? What what strategies are they implementing that's going to actually, you know, diversify their ranks? And so I feel like some stuff like this, you know, it creates a platform for people to express their viewpoints, but we need we need action. So I mean, I agree. I, I, I kind of disagree in that. Um, I do think it's important to sort, of, to sort of single out Silicon Valley or single out Wall Street or single out you know Hollywood because when you look at the problem of diversity, it's, it's sort of an unwieldy beast. Like you know, the lack of diversity or we're not you know as a big whole thing to tackle as a whole. But if, if you surgically sort of target, okay, how about you guys, Silicon Valley? What are you doing here in the Valley to, to combat this problem? What are you doing, Wall Street? What are you doing, Hollywood? Right. And I think that if you hold these individual uh, creative communities and, and sort of cultural work communities responsible, then these companies start listening, and then it, the conversation gets a little louder uh, as oh, opposed yeah. to getting lost in the ether when well, you not, talk about diversity I'm not arguing. as a whole. I'm not arguing that we talk about it as a whole. I'm just saying that in the, in the in the construct when we do talk about in technology field, like it has to be you have to you have to keep it in context. Like it's diversity throughout the industry, but then Absolutely. yeah, we can narrow in, of course. Right. I mean, but I, I think it has to be acknowledged that this is like a this is a, a systemic problem. This is not just this is not a, a phenomenon just found in one industry. This is across the board. And so it's, when you say it's of no surprise, that's why it's of no surprise. All right. I got you. All right. Well, let's move on. I want to give a couple shout-outs to uh, some, 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 recent, um, some recent BHL G&T guests and friends of the program. 
Uh, first, I want to uh, give a congratulations to our guy Rodney Williams, CEO of Listener, who was in a program. He just received the gold. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the yeah, the gold cans lion um, for innovation in mobile. That's a long title. The gold cans lion for innovation in mobile award right. uh, in, in, in cans at the at the Cans Lions International F- Festival of Creativity. Uh, which is fantastic. So super fantastic. Yeah. So the, you know, listener, if, if you don't remember, it's his app that allows you to sort of uh, stream things similar similar to Bluetooth. Um, no, it is Bluetooth. Well, it's well, it's not, but it's, it's it's an alternative to Bluetooth. It's Bluetooth technology where you're able to stream information through through the sound waves. Got it. Thank so. you. Thank you. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I realize that festival is 62 years old. Uh, the festival create for creativity, but I like how they sort of moved into the tech space. Right. But so yeah, in 62 years, I mean, yeah, he's he's he won. That's, That's excellent. That's excellent. I mean, to see his his progression and just to have his, I mean, ha- you know, kind of have his markings um, starting start start to be acknowledged and him to receive accolades. I think he also, I forgot what it was, but he was on the top 50 of something of one of the, the one of the top 50 influencers of of this year or last year. So it's good to see him doing doing great things. Absolutely. And as for uh, our, our guy, you know, our guy uh, uh, Andre, his his app, you know, has launched as well. Um, you know co, you know co, uh, you know has launched this week, and um, yeah, they have a launch contest where basically, if you referral contest, if you go to you know you know co and <clears throat> sign up and get others to sign up, they're all kind of crazy prizes. I I I watches, I, you know, I'm sorry, Apple watches and and other stuff and. and even a hundred thousand shares of stock in the comp- company, but it's a really great shopping app. App that uh, you can go back and listen to the show, hear Andre talk about it himself. But check out youknow.co and 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 good luck on that launch to you, Andre. Yeah, you know it's dope. So two two of two of our two of our friends we wanted to shout out. All right, uh, let's get into some tech news. Um, Netflix. So there's a you know the conversation we're having offline about sort of the the, the state of uh, oh there he is uh, <laughs> that's the lion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cans, the gold, the gold lion. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, the, um, Netflix is endorsing this huge cable merger that's happening. With, you know, uh, Comcast, not Comcast, but uh, Charter. Charter is is uh, is trying to buy Time Warner, which is, seems just you know, God, I mean, these companies get bigger and bigger. It just seems so ridiculous to me. But there's a giant. The the, the, the deal's worth like fifty billion dollars or fifty five billion dollars. Right. Um, and but surprisingly, or seemingly surprisingly, uh, Netflix is like sounds good to us. Do it. It's going to be good for the consumer. Right. And it's, it's dubious, but not so dubious when you realize that Netflix has a, a charter is basically promising them that we will not charge you extra to stream your stuff. You can stream as much as your stuff as you want, and we won't charge you extra. Right. You know, is that is that, is that correct? I mean, I mean, you, you're opening it up in, in the sense that you know we've we've had this dialogue for a long time about net neutrality and. About how you know you want the pipeline to be fair and equal to everyone, and you don't want to have um, one one cable company have more control over the next, or be able to dictate what you watch or what speed you watch. And so, I think with this is interesting because, like Netflix, already has such a huge community and people who stream stream content, and that content that's 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 a lot of information that's being um, essentially funneled through through the the Time Warner or whoever's pipeline. And so, what they're saying is it's called interconnection instead of instead of charging Netflix for that the cost of streaming that information or downloading that information, they're going to put that onto the customer. Sure. And so that's why Netflix is like, hell yeah, let's yeah. do that. We'll pass like, the awesome. savings on to you. Exactly. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, so that that's the move that they're trying to make because and the, the payoff for a charter or payoff for a Time Warner is that they have this huge audience that they're going to get because Netflix is a part of the deal. So. Right, and also, again, to what we're talking about, this is sort of uh, preparing for the coming storm, the coming shift where you'll be able to offer these a la, you know, the, the cable companies are now trying to get ahead of this and offer these a la carte services right. where you can pick your own... <clears throat> So you curate your own cable experiences instead of having 300 channels and 200 you don't watch. Right. You know, you can curate your own experiences. But what it is now is, you know, in the old days, people like, you know, AMC and some of these other places, they would just essentially get free money, you know, for airing whatever. Like, they get subsidized by the cable companies. Right. But now, obviously, they see it's important for them to do original programming, yeah. like Mad Men and Breaking Bad and some other stuff, in order to really start earning their own money because that, that cable money is going to go away. Yeah. But... The cable companies are are, are they they're smart enough to shift that money somewhere else. So they're shifting it into uh, we'll, we may get we may we may not make you pay for AMC if you don't want AMC, but we will make you pay for streaming because you yeah. know you do like Netflix. Exactly. So we win anyway with the cable company. We getting your money taxing that ass. <laughs> no matter how. So I don't know. I think it's it's dubious on all sides. Uh, it seems like a big loss for the consumer, but at least but it, but it, but it does bring about uh, choice and change. So hey. We'll, Interestingly yeah. enough, uh, I was reading an article about ESPN, uh-huh. and one thing is, I think cable, satellite, everybody, like, just the general um, subscribers on that front have gone down to right. about 7 million subscribers, yep. and right now, ESPN is really kind of worried about it because they're they're one of the companies, I mean, you know what they do. They make about $7 billion a year, right. and they spend about $6 billion in the rights for like NFL and MLB and stuff like yeah. that. So right now, with the with this change that you're talking about, they're taking a big hit, and well, the networks are going to have to really shift. ESPN is, is is the biggest offender of this because ESPN like they they charge the most. I mean, they, in the words that you pay, you don't realize now, yeah, but you're $6. paying yeah six dollars for ESPN every month, and mm-hmm. people think, oh, ESPN just comes free with my cable. No, it doesn't. Yeah. But you're paying for that, and you have no choice, though. That's a proxy issue. Right. And people complaining about this, especially, you know, I know I have a lot of friends, uh, women and other friends who don't watch sports at all. They're like, why well, I got to pay for this ESPN? Mm-hmm. And ESPN's, in the, like you said, ESPN has gotten super fat in the last 25 years. I mean, I mean, well, 30 years. ESPN is 32 years old. They've gotten fat fat, fat, fat off that money that they have to get. Like, if you have they cable... Have if you Well, look, if you if you get cable, you have to get ESPN. That means ESPN has to get paid. Right. They're laughing. Right. Like, 32 years, and now that that's... And so, yeah, that allows them to go out and compete and go out and spend $6 billion on, on all these sports yeah. rights, rights in the NBA, rights in the NFL. But now that that's going to dry up, or at least, at least, at least decrease... Well, I think it'll decrease once we start seeing live sports streamable. Right now, we don't see that. So, they still yeah. have an advantage that people are still going to watch their sports, you know, in a, in a regular format, traditional right. TV. But once we are able to pop that pop that baby on Netflix or something or Hulu or whatever, then it's a different story. And what, gonna get, are we going to get the, the, the Cowboys-Niners game on Netflix? Yeah, or, or like the Yahoo deal the NFL is about to do. Yes. We're able to stream the first season game that they're playing in the UK. That's the first streamable game. And, and I mean, they spent like $25 million on that. And, right. and like, I think the, I think that'll be kind of like the, 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 the case study of, of whether or not, at least the, with the NFL, or probably it'll be a domino effect with other sports how they'll you know promote their brand of sports or their the product of sports aside from like traditional broadcast tv it also makes you wonder about what the nfl because you know mlb has a super robust we talked about this mlb has a super robust 
uh, online streaming presence. Like you can really, you know, MLB is way ahead of the curve when it comes to like being able to watch games in real time online and watch and get highlights and do all that stuff. And MLB sort of owns all that content. Yeah. They're very smart. They're not farming that out. Like that's MLB.com. And they're ahead of the game. For sure. And, and, and next is, uh, is NBA. Definitely NBA. NBA is like really progressive and getting more and more progressive. I mean, NBA is the most social, social media progressive sports um, brand there is. Right. Even more than NFL, in my opinion. Well, because, because the reason why it works for baseball, you have 162 games. Yeah. You have more, so, more opportunity. So people, you know, you're not in those, those, those those games aren't as valuable right. as the, as the one that's a once a week in football. The football games are like extremely. Yeah. That's why it's a billion dollar you know prime real estate. But, and yeah. same thing with uh, baseball with, with basketball. You have eighty two games, right? Mm-hmm. Eighty two games. It's a lot of games, a lot of teams. Yeah. Thirty two game teams, eighty two games each. Yeah. I mean, so there's a lot of opportunity. So you you'd be dumb not to figure out a way to get social and stream and do whatever. Absolutely. I don't know that that model works for the NFL because the NFL has sixteen games. And so, and in each Definitely game definitely works, well, it, but each game means so much. I'm, I'm, I'm t- it works. I'm talking about for the the uh, the the uh, financial model, the, the the revenue model for that. The revenue model makes sense for the streamables because for, for the mul- multiple games, does the streamable model make sense for the 16 games? Let me rephrase this. Is it the streamable model? Yeah, let me, oh. let, me, let me rephrase this. If the NFL goes to a model where they're able to stream their games live, mm-hmm. I, I predict the NFL. My point is the NFL has no incentive to to sell those rights to someone else. Why doesn't the NFL just do that themselves a la MLB? NFL.com, come to us. Watch the games. We keep all the money. Ha! Like, What, what is their incentive for then you know, selling that stuff off? Um, I mean, the incentive you're saying what you're saying is that why why would why wouldn't they just have have people stay in their ecosystem and hey, yes. everyone comes here and, and watch the game and get all this ancillary content. You don't have to worry about watching it on any of the, the traditional networks or whatever. You can get it all right here. Right. So so versus using Yahoo, because a, a company like Yahoo or a company like like ESPN, ESPN, they're going to pay more than that. They're going to pay more. They're going to pay right. more. Because they know that the audience is so high, and they're able to get that money back on ad revenue, so they'll they'll, they'll drop that big licensing fee for them. But so, but but, the, but but that's in the old model. The reason why yeah. they pay so much money is because they can sell those money back in television ads. Yeah, absolutely, those television ad rates are way like ten times in some cases more than, than mm-hmm. internet ad rates. So that's what television survives on ads. It's a delivery service mm-hmm. for ad machine. We talk about this all the time. You know, uh, nine billion in one day. Uh, for an upfront, it's like twelve mm-hmm. billion dollars, seventy-five billion dollars. So, uh, in ad revenue, that's not going to happen in the online world. That shift doesn't occur. I mean, you got to think. You got to think that people have to download the app. Um, there's opportunity when they're in the app for ad for ads for ad space, um, and just and just how and, and how the ads are presented. Um, uh, it doesn't have to be the traditional way, like a commercial spot. It could be something that's more organic to what you're watching. It could be integrated into what you're watching. Right. So there's, there, I think there's way more opportunity for a company. That's why Yahoo's thinking, like, hey, if we get people to come to Yahoo and watch this, right. there's, there's so many ways that we can keep in, in our ecosystem, and it's worth paying this $25 million for one game. That makes sense. Well, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. I think it's really interesting to follow, how that, follow the money on this and follow how the game has completely changed. So, yeah. uh, But one of the things that will help change the game is all this, all these new like wide open cables and pipes like Google, Google Fiber and uh, and this new uh, Comcast thing called Gigabit Fit. What's it called? <laughs> Gigabit. Gigabit, Gigabit Pro. Pro. It's a horrible name, by the way. Ter- what do these dudes think? This like, is like, they we're going to launch the Gigabit. It's like they named this in the 70s. Gigabit Pro. 
<laughs> the hot new streaming service. That's terrible. Uh, so, yeah, so we know, we've been talking about Google Fiber, which is, um, you know, super, super high speed internet. Um, and, uh, and it's hard just to, just to the cable. Google Fiber is, uh, allows you to have high speed, the highest of high speeds. Well, kind of on the low, Comcast has been working on its <coughs> thing called Gigabit Pro, and it's supposed to deliver speeds at roughly 200 times faster than what the average hospital gets. 200 times faster than what you get in your house right now. Yeah. They're saying you can download a full HD movie in 20 seconds. Yeah. Like, that's where it's at. Yeah, I don't think you need that. I think it's a waste of money. What? Like, I think it's a waste of money for you to pay uh, uh, upwards to two hundred dollars a month on internet. Three hundred dollars a month. Yeah, that's also a waste of money. Like, you don't three hundred dollars like, a month. Why do you need to download a HD movie in twenty seconds versus one minute versus two minutes? Well, like, what's, what's the advantage? I think, I think we're talking about. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I said, we're talking about download speeds, but we're also but you're also discounting what's coming in the live streaming world. And you know, and, and, and we we, need, we do need faster connections. You like, need faster connections for if, gaming. You don't need faster connections for downloading content. No, but it's not. But, but I'm not talking about downloading. We're talking about streaming content. That's so, what and, I mean. And, but in the world, in the world that you just described, where we're all streaming live yeah. events and live, uh, you know, uh, Oscars and live uh, games and 162 yeah. live games. What if I have my? Uh, here's an example. I have uh, the Directv package. I'm on Sunday. I'm trying to watch eight games at once, streaming live. Yeah. I need this. I don't think you need this. This is it's way too much speed than what you would ever need. It's way too much. That's, and that's, like, that's, like that's, 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 you know, so, like, who needs eight 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 gigs of memory? That's all your iPhone ever needs. Who's going to use eight gigs? Nah, it's, I'm, I'm t- we're talking about speed. Like, we're not talking about storage. So it's a different, different, different argument. Like, if if you're trying to stream something right now and you get that right now, if the current speed was like fifty megabytes, uh, upwards sixty, maybe a hundred, like two hundred times faster than that. Like, why do you need that? So, and, and then why would you pay two to three hundred dollars a month? That's almost a car note. Okay, but. How, but how do you know what the future holds? How do you know what information we'll be able to so share in the, that? in the future? If if you need more speed and we have the infrastructure, then I'm sure that price point will make it more attractive. Well, of course. So but, that's why it's a waste of money right now. But but but, but are you arguing against the technology? I mean, uh, let me get straight. So are you are you arguing against building the, the like? No, I'm arguing that if if someone offered that to me, here's an ad. Here you can get this fast ass internet. Three hundred bucks a month. Yeah, my so, response is that's a waste of money. And so, yeah, maybe in the future when we have adopted the technology and we and we're utilizing different forms of, of content, like then maybe it'll be more attractive. But where we stand right now, no one needs that. It's like it's not it's not it's not advantageous. It's a waste. That's why I say it's a waste of money. Like, would you put like if if you had a fast car already, would you put a lot of money to make it faster? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I wanted to chime in for one thing. I see both y'all sides. I think in the the public eye, like at home, it's it's kind of retarded. But yeah. in a business studio or business, yeah, in a studio, that's yeah. amazing. Because when you have to, you know, transfer a a raw video file, not something that's already compressed, right? A raw video file, like especially if it's an hour long, could be upwards to like two hundred gigs or something like that. And especially if you have to transfer seven, eight, ten, twenty of those videos, that. This would be great for yeah, you're that. right about that. But, for the business infrastructure, I agree. Yeah, but for for at home, like right now, I'm using like the cheapest internet, and it takes me five minutes to download a, a whole movie. Right. So I I see both sides, but definitely like I, I don't know where the future is going to lie with that though, for sure. Right. For it's, sure. It's hard to say. Well, well, for now, the Gigabit Pro service, uh, it's three hundred bucks a month. Comcast is doing what cable companies do. They'll offer you a pack if you sign for three years. 
<laughs> if you sign your life away, exactly. they'll give it to you for $159 a month. Is that reasonable to you? $150 a month? $159 a we're month. About, we're talking about cable cord, um, cutting cable, cord cutting, and getting you know our bill down to like 70 bucks, and you want to ramp up and pay 150 just for internet? Yeah, for, your, for your two-bedroom home? But isn't that the rub, though? <laughs> isn't that the rub? It's like, you know, the cable company's like, oh, okay, yeah, cut the cords, man. <laughs> hey, do whatever you want. Like, we, don't need, we don't need your cable cords. Like, we'll, we'll give you a la carte service, but your internet will cost you $500. That's <laughs> retarded. <laughs> it's like... That is, that is, there's something uh, insidious about this whole thing, but we'll see. And, and to that point, it's insidious because you go different places around the world and you already have these speeds. You're not paying this amount yeah, of money. Japan is fast as hell. Japan, uh, you know, the UK, like they're super, they're, so the, yeah. Uh, you're streaming video to your watches in Japan, like walking around. So, exactly. uh, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. But, 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 but Google Fiber, just so I say, Google Fiber, it, it is, it is, uh, almost twice as fast as Google Fiber. Um, and it's, uh, I mean, Google Fiber is only 170 a month, uh, but Comcast is offered a thing at 159 a month. So we shall see. We shall see if anyone bites. I know Achilles Sean is not going to bite, yeah, but I don't think anyone in this room is going to bite. Okay. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of things that we're not going to uh, bite on is the <laughs> Apple. <laughs> no, no, look out. The uh, the app the iPod just got relaunched. Do you care? Um, I mean, I'm oh, not, how, let me ask you, what, how, what do you feel about that? Is, is the day of the dedicated music device over or does it still have some relevance? It has, it has relevant relevance, um, to people that, um, are collectors that like to have, um, their music and curate their own experience versus, you know, a, a streamed experience or someone curating it for them or someone that doesn't have the best internet service right. or unable to stream, you know, stuff from Spotify or Beats Music. Um, so I, I think, and also, I mean, I think it's, it's great for kids, like maybe as a, as a testing technology to see if they're, they're able to use a phone or, you know, if they're responsible enough to use a phone. So, I, I mean, it has everything that a phone, that, that the iPhone has, except for being able to make calls. Like, it's Wi-Fi. Text. You can't text. text. Well, you can't text, but Wi-Fi, if you have Wi-Fi. Oh, okay. Um, so it has camera, it has the fitness stuff, it has, um, you're able to download the apps. So, I, I mean, I, I think, I think, for for the two hundred dollar price point, nah. I mean, I wouldn't buy that. Like, I just buy a phone. Right. But but maybe for well, someone people, that likes people, to collect, people are increasingly don't want their music on their phone. It's just so much space it takes up. And then you know the idea of we we run this all the time. If like you know you want to hear something, you got to download it. Sometimes yeah. even on the new, the new cloud service, my iTunes, you can download it. Spotify is already loaded. If it's loaded, it's taking up space. Yeah. So you know I, I have 128 gigs on mine, so I feel good about my space. But not everyone has 128 gigs. Right. So you know uh, I do like it. Yeah, I, I do. I do. I do like the dedicated device. I, of course, would probably never buy one. Although I, I know a lot of music heads, like Q-Tip used to do this back in the day when, I, when iPads were probably the third generation of iPads. Mm-hmm. Like music heads, Q-Tip would like, oh, you like some music? He would just load up an iPad and mm-hmm. send you an iPad full of music. Of course. You know, and I thought, I thought that was really sort of cool. And I think that I, I like the idea of that, although, you know... Um, we're not rich enough to do that. I mean, I mean, <laughs> you look at you look at Apple and even how they're marketing the product. Like there was no big um, announcement for this. Like, and, and typically, you know, this was their 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 premier product where they would, you know, you know, roll out the red carpet for. And so now it's like it's it's definitely pushed to the back. So I mean, I think they're trying to squeeze as much life out of it as possible. And sure. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting. Like within the when the within the span of seven years, a product that that actually brought Apple to the forefront, revolutionized worldwide, is yeah. now like you know the product is now in the back, right? On uh, life support. <laughs> um, I want to talk about your uh, your your, your plane. Uh, uh, Solar Impulse 2. <laughs> My plane? Your plane. We talked about this joint was going to fly around the world. Man, we did. We did. And, uh, and, and uh, bad news for you, Akili. <laughs> Didn't quite make it. Didn't make it. <laughs> did not had make to land it. In, had to land in Hawaii. Had some technical difficulties. Uh, you know, they, they, they didn't say what. They just said it, it sustained some damage. I imagine it was probably weather of some sort. Maybe like some hail or something. Yeah, they, no, they said that, you know. It, it wasn't an issue of the technology, like the battery, the solar, the, the, the battery and how it's um, generating the solar energy was fine. But yeah. when they flew through areas that were high um, in, in temperature or humidity, it ruined um, the encasing of the battery, and so uh, it made it made the battery overheat, and therefore the battery was damaged. But so it's not a technology issue; it's a, a design issue. Right. But what's crazy is that's going to take them almost a year to fix it. Yeah. So the next the next the next attempt is a year. I mean, it's these one of these projects, man, where it's like, I mean, I, I love, love just, you know. Props to science, but can you imagine being on the Solar Impulse project where it's just like you've got you've been working on the thing for like six years, you do it, it doesn't work, you get it back to the drawing board for a year to see if it can work. I mean, that, that, that's pretty good job security. If I'm working on the Solar Impulse project, but yeah, and also that guy, that guy's fired, right? Like, well, I, don't, I don't know. No, I'm just saying, like, if, you, if, you, if we're like, we're flying around the world, the battery's solid, the plane, the aeronautics oh, are solid. The designer? The, yeah, the, the, the route's solid. Let's roll. Uh, Keely, you didn't encase the battery right. <laughs> yeah, that dude now, we gotta, now we gotta wait a year. <laughs> like, that's, that guy's so fired. Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's interesting. After all that work that goes into that, it comes into a problem that if, what you would think would be foreseen, but I don't know. Yeah. So we'll, we'll check in next year for Solar Impulse. Uh, also, we'll, we'll check in for in nine years for um, our new our new Pluto probe, um, which which has been launched. Uh, well, we get some pictures from from Pluto. Um, well, not nine years, but because it took nine years for it to get there. It's exactly. there now. Sorry, yeah. but uh, it you were getting these new Pl- these images back from Pluto, which are amazing, crazy, crazy ama- amazing. It's pretty amazing. Uh, I made a joke off one of them. Uh, you ready? Hit me. What what? <laughs> But you got you got a you got a joke that's a question. Wow! What do Pluto and Joe Braswell have in common? I can't. I cannot. <laughs> we both have a dark pole. Wow! <laughs> wow! It probably took you all day to come up with that. I, 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 I mean, okay. I, I just, wow! I'm very proud of myself for that joke I made to myself. Anyway, that's lots terrible. lots of images. Uh, <laughs> lots of images from Pluto. Uh, aside from the dark pole, that, that it was it was really amazing. I cannot stand you. No, it's really really amazing stuff. I don't know if you got a chance to check some of the things out, but there's some cool things about this probe that people don't know. Like um, God, this this is when I read this article, I, it, I actually smiled. Like it yeah. was so it was that cool. Like yeah. the the factual information that you're about to talk about. Like, I mean, uh, you know, probably we, we, so powered by nuclear fuel, which is cool. Uh, you know, my, but you got to explain unpack that. Like okay. most, most probes are solar powered, and they only go you know a certain a certain distance um, in the solar system. Yes. And obviously, they're closer to the sun to get the more power. But this one, they thought like, "Hey, it's so far from the sun, we can't, we can't right. um, rely on solar energy, solar exactly. power alone." Exactly. So they use the nuclear power, the uh, plutonium. It 
actually. Yes. The Back to the Future stuff. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, you know, plutonium 238 as a sort of heat, uh, uh, as the as, as solar joint, joint decays. It's really ingenious. It is. Uh, you know, and the maximum output, output is 30, 300 watts. Um, almost three hundred times, three times what Mars Curiosity rover can do. So, yeah. like, it's, it's 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 moving, it's moving. And the thing that was remarkable to me is that okay, so rewind, you know, six decades ago, and we're talking about the uh, the whole Apollo missions. And it would take you know roughly three to five days for them to make it to the moon. This joint was fast enough to make it to the moon in nine hours. Right. That's remarkable. <laughs> that's not crazy to you? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> no, it's crazy. Uh, and then, uh, well, the other thing that's crazy is we talked all, a lot about how there's more technology in your in your phone that was in the in the, in the lunar lander. Right. You know, the, the people love to say that that stat. But this one is actually usually these satellites are, are powered by some old technology. That that old technology. This one's powered by a PlayStation PlayStation, yeah. PlayStation CPU. That's nice. Um, you know, it's it's a it's video a, game. To New to Horizons <laughs> uh, has an MIPS based Mongoose V CPU mm-hmm. chip. Uh, that is used in the original PlayStation. That's kind of dope. That's super dope. Uh, and then, and then we like to, then you know, Jupiter gave Horizon Gravity Assist, the whole deal about doing the slingshot around Jupiter to get I, it further. That, that was the most amazing That's part. That's crazy, to me. yeah. Like to be able to have the, the, the mathematics to time that, like, okay, we need to get this close to, um, Pluto's, I mean, Jupiter's atmosphere to be able to get the gravitational pull to, get, to give us more speed so that we can get to Pluto faster. Yeah. Like, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. I mean, that, that's, I think of all that planning, all that, all that calculation, all that math that has to happen, and then you get it, you test it, you did, you do computer models, you, you scan it, you test it, then you launch it, and you gotta just wait just nine finger, years. Fingers crossed. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> nine years from now, this year, year, year eight. <laughs> Year seven, here, here comes here comes Jupiter. Man. Will the slingshot work? I mean, that's 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 crazy. Super crazy. So yeah, it, we're, it's really amazing what we're, we're able to do at this day and age. Uh, so that's cool. I mean, that, that's definitely some cool. If you like science, that that, that that's cool stuff. Yeah, super. Um, cool. Um, another one, one another quick story. Uh, Colorado police use Spotify to find abducted kids in Mexico. Uh, the, I like this story because it really speaks to how. How, how dumb, can, dumb we are? How dumb we are. Well, basically, there, there is this adopted kid, and uh, they fled to Mexico, and authorities were able to. Uh, one, so, someone noticed that the, their, the Spotify was active, so authorities were able to subpoena, like I think it was like 14 or 15 tech, tech companies to get all the information to get them down to Mexico to find out where they were. Once they got there, they noticed that they're streaming a lot of like kids' movies and stuff. So they're able to find them and pinpoint them. Some pretty good, like that's that's. I think there's a show called, called CSI, CSI Cyber coming coming yeah. in this fall. So oh, this feels like it's already on. Okay, so it's it's it, it reminds got your, me very got your much. Boy Bow Wow in there. Oh yeah, that was Bow Wow on the laptop. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm completely not watching, so I, I can't tell you. Who, it could be anybody here. Bow Wow's on that show. Yeah. Bow Wow's on CSI Cyber. Oh, she's not that bad actually. So, you, so you're, you're a watcher. You watch I, CSI, I watched, CSI like, Cyber. I've watched a few episodes. A few. Yeah, a few. Like three. I'm like, I didn't know it was in the air yet. Is it any good? I mean, I mean, I, I mean, for procedural, you know, yeah, for procedural and the fact that how they integrate technology, they explain it. Right. You know, I think that's cool. Is Bow Wow in a suit or is he like a hacker? What's he no, doing? He's a hacker. Yeah, he's a hacker. Is he's a black, black hat. Black hat? Yeah, a black a, hat. Black not hat, a black yeah. hat. It's a black hat. Yeah. So is he, is he just, did they bring him in off the streets? No, send, try send, to rehabilitate him? He's a black hat who got caught. And so instead of, you know, sending him to jail, they kind of like used him through the system. I well, got it. You know, that same, that same narrative. Well, we're not going to, we need your skill set, but you're going to work for the good guys. And he's like, man. <laughs> 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 but yeah, anyway. It, it sounds terrible. I think, I think, I mean, 
I don't know. This 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 story is interesting to me because when you're on your phone and you're doing all your things and you, you're streaming stuff or you're texting or you're on Facebook saying, and you yeah. think it's you think it's harmless, you know, your stuff is being tracked. Yep. Even if you're not doing anything illegal or wrong, it's being tracked and recorded and, and mined and sent off. And whether or not you have a subpoena or a warrant, hey, somebody somebody's looking into your shit at any given moment. Someone could look at your Spotify playlist and find your ass wherever you are. Like that that that's that's the moral of the story for me. Man. Like they found him off the Spotify joint. That's crazy. Like that's that's good good news for law enforcement, bad news for you, Achilles Shy. <laughs> we don't need we don't need bugs. Yeah. We just need a Spotify app. I mean, wow. That's so yeah, technology. All right. So we will we'll, I mean, you know, it's it's a good it's a good story with a good ending. So uh, but it is it is scary as usual. Yeah. Um Speaking of the government taking over, the government conspiracy, uh, you know, uh, the government has found a way to connect poor people to the Internet. Like, uh, you know, Obama wants to to do this this initiative to get – we've already started this thing to get – Connect Ed. Connect Ed, yeah, Yeah. get get some – Gets uh, you know connectivity and iPads and, and computers well, into. The, I mean, the, the the log line is within five years. He wants to have ninety nine percent of um, students in school be able to have access. Yes, that's the goal. Because because <laughs> access is is education. Of course, like the internet is a window to the entire world. So you know, whatever the teacher is not teaching you, whatever your mom is not teaching you, you can theoretically find exactly and, and, and do so. So he wants to expand this into poor neighborhoods. So they're going to start it, started by doing getting it in public housing. Right. Um, what do you think of this? I think it's awesome. I mean, I, I feel I feel like it's kind of like we were talking about when we started the show in terms of you know diversity in, in, in Silicon Valley. Well, a, a big part of a big part of diversity is is having the training and know how, and so. I was saying that that a third of people that make uh, less than twenty thousand dollars a year um, don't have access to the internet, and right. the access they, the access that they do have um, is through their mobile device. And so, to be able to have a broad ba- broadband access, I think it would do wonders because, it, like you said, it opens up a new world. You're able to further your education, and you know, if you imagine things and you want to research them, it just it just gives you more tools to be able to 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 fill your dreams and bring your excuse me bring your dreams into reality or have more of a plan and direction. Right. And so I think I think it's a great thing actually. <laughs> I I could not agree more. I've got nothing really to add to that other than I agree. Um, let's shift gears dramatically and talk about Comic Con now. Sad to report, uh, you and I were both. Uh, deep, 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 deep buried in, in deadline war. Yeah, we were. So we did not attend Comic-Con. My badge is on my desktop, unused. Damn. Well, there's three badges actually went unused, which is very, very sad. Damn. Um, I'm glad Alexis is not here to, to, to just... She'd be like, oh, why didn't you give it to me? She though? would be very... But I, non-transferable. So I missed, ah. I missed everything I wanted to see. But, um, but, but let's just, just really quick talk about some highlights. Um... Uh, since we weren't there, but we can talk about stuff that's been talked about all over the place. Superman versus Batman Donna Justice trailer. Did you like it? Yes. I mean, I did. Are, you, are you excited? Is it? Is there some cool stuff happening? Um, what do you got? Quick takes. I liked it. I thought it was, I, I mean, I thought how they laid it out was dope. I love how they introduced the characters. I, I love the, I, 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 honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm geeked to see Ben do his thing as Batman. Yeah. Um, I think it looked dope. It looked, it looked pretty fresh. What about, what are your takes? Uh, I mean, I like see. Uh, I like the Batman does CrossFit. <laughs> that, sh- that shot of Ben, like you know, doing the CrossFit. <laughs> uh, I like the cool the the shot of uh, of Robin of the Robin uh, uniform, which right, is right. cool. Um, 
I mean, I mean, we know that Joker killed Robin mm-hmm. you know, in the comic book, so I think they're referencing that. Um, so I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Wonder Woman shows up, which is I don't understand how that's going to work. Um, so I have a question for you. Yes. Do you think that? Uh, do you think that people's expectations for this movie are, are higher than what it can achieve? Do you feel that it'll that that this movie is is more marketing than? Is it, is it more is it more style than substance? Uh, the funny thing, I, th- I think people's expectations are largely, uh, they're, they're, I don't know. I feel like people's expectations are, are are largely mixed. I think there's a lot of Zack Snyder haters out there, a hmm. lot of haters, a lot, a lot of fanboys who like live and breathe this stuff are, are hating on Zack Snyder. So they're kind of like, hope Zack Snyder doesn't ruin this one. There's a lot of that. Uh, there's a lot of people who. Um, you know, nods bystanders like, do we need another? Do we need another Superman movie? Do right. we need another Batman movie? Do we need another Superman versus Batman? What does Joe Braswell say? Um, I thought the trailer looked really, really good. I'm very, very excited. I am, I'm very concerned. I just know why this movie's under three hours. So first of all, I just don't know how. But I'm very concerned about a long movie that they just got a lot to get done. It's a lot to get done. They got, they got to get. Because it's one thing to get the whole Batman versus Superman storyline, which is loosely based on probably two comics. Right. Um, one, I think one was a Frank Miller comic. I think it was called. It's like Dark Knight. Um, not Dark, it's Dark Knight something. But it's basically where the old, old crazy Batman says, F this. And he goes and kills Joker and then puts makes a suit and then goes and fights Superman because he hates Superman. Right. So that's where that, some of the imagery comes from. And then there's another series. I forget what it's called too. That the, the Batman versus actual Batman versus Superman um, fight. Right. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of story to get done between um, introducing Wonder Woman, introducing Aquaman, you know, and then having this, this starting this dawn of the Justice League. They got to they got to introduce these characters, have them all fight, right. have Lex Luthor show up, do some shit. The Joker shows up, like all when all this stuff happened. And then they gotta all resolve it all and become the Justice League at the end before credits roll. Right. That's a that's a big task. So, do you think it's achievable? Do you think do you think that they're, they're gonna tank? Do you think it's gonna collapse? Or do you think that it's gonna be like yo? They... I'm afraid that it may collapse under the weight with of itself. Mm. I'm really I'm, I'm optimistic. I like what I see in the trailer. I like the images. I'm, I'm I'm really afraid there's a lot to get done. So I feel like it may be a little too unwieldy to get done in one movie. But um, you know, we'll we shall see. I don't know. We I don't know. See. We shall see. Um, I, I, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough one. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Um, other big news is the uh, Star Wars panel was was cool. Uh, yeah. They brought out Luke and Leia, yeah. the, the entire cast, yeah. um, and that was cool. And they, they they did a cool thing where they they, they really focused on because you know D twenty three is coming, which is the big Disney convention. I'm sure they'll unveil footage and a trailer there, right. so they're kind of saving their stuff for their own stuff. But but you can't ignore Comic Con. So what they did do, uh, they did, they showed this reel, which I thought was really smart <coughs> and really good reel. They showed this giant reel of sort of behind the scenes stuff and just highlighting how much. They're, how much they're doing practical effects. Right. Because basically, that's what the original Star Wars fra- franchise is built on. These guys, these brilliant model makers and yeah. brilliant p- artists that George George Lucas got together from San Francisco and yeah. those other places outside of, yeah, outside of the Hollywood yeah. system, and they built all this cool shit. Right. So, what, the, uh, and then the big criticism, of course, for episodes one, two, and three is that George Lucas came and just CGI'd the crap out of it because he yeah. was, it's all new technology. Right. The, all three movies are complete CGI. So, it, so it smartly, <laughs> 
What J.J. Abrams has done is he says, well... Let's go back to the original model. We're going all practical effects here. As much as we can do practical, we built a full-size Millennium Falcon. We built a full-size X-Wing. These sets are real. These robots actually walk around like creatures work. They're puppets. (laughs) You know, and it was cool. They brought brought one real creature out. He's walking around. I don't know. I love it. But I love that, too. I think that's dope. And I I think it's a testament and like an ode to, you know, George and, and his original... His original manifestation. Like, I feel like that's tight to be able to, even though we are in the landscape where we can create anything on screen with 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 CG, yep. but to be able to be like, yo, let's let's take our time and like really like put our hands on everything and and yeah, keep keep the the through line of how Star Wars was actually created from the beginning. I think that's tight. Yeah, uh, Deadpool is hot. The whole <laughs> the, the, the Deadpool trailer. People love Deadpool, and they did the the R rated trailer. So you got to see Ryan Reynolds, you know, in that movie, the movie's a hard R. They're kind of taking the kick-ass approach. Yeah. Uh, the character is is this wise-cracking, smart Alec assassin. So I like the idea of that, and it you seems think, to be pretty funny. You think that's a home run? Um, or a base hit? It's, uh, I think it's going to be, it's, it might be a triple, double-triple. Hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm not interested in Deadpool. It's not, my, it's not really my thing. I'm not hmm. really a big Ryan Reynolds guy either. He's a little too smirky for me, but I don't know. People, 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 were, people were excited. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Looked up to me. Yeah, this is, this is what I what I don't know. Uh, and then I don't know what else. Oh, Suicide Squad, the other big one. Suicide Squad trailer looks looks crazy. I think that's a home run. Uh, that's a home run for sure. Um, and I think that you know the, everything about that looks cool. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty cool. Um, and your boys in that one too. Uh, Will? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will's in it, and then his girl Margot Robbie's in it. Uh, and your boy Jared Leto's in it. <laughs> so you know, should be should be fun. Yeah. Um, one last thing, we should. Oh, new Ghostbusters! I'm sorry, the new Ghostbusters. There's, there's a photo of the new Ghostbusters ladies doing their thing, and um, I'm excited. There's Kate McKinnon and and uh, and uh, uh, Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy and Leslie Jones, and that that photo looks hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty amazing. I mean, I, everything about that photo makes me be like, all right, let's let Leslie Jones is already killing the game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just and, and, and to be able to see like Leslie Jones and Melissa McCarthy go at it is going to be that's going to be funny. Yeah, there's no way this movie is not hilarious from top to bottom. I, I love, I love it. I love the detail. Um, yeah, everything about it is tight. <laughs> I, it's already, it's already like just just to have one still and be like, okay, they got, they're getting this right. Yeah. So, uh, Kate McKinnon is hilarious. We all know. Chris, you know, and Chris I, I think, I mean, we we talked about this about it being like a lot of uh, a lot of dialogue or, or back talk about you know them having an all woman cast and not staying true to the original original form. But I think this is a, a good look. I think yeah. this is a good push. You know what I'm oh saying? yeah, for sure. This is this is this is a home run. Paul Feig's directing it. Who he does he he does not lose at all in the, movie, the movies. I just I don't know if you saw Spy, but Spy is hilarious. Oh, sorry, I thought we watched a bit. I saw actually saw it. Theater. It was it was hilarious. I right. thought it was very well done. Paul Feig and Melissa McCarthy returning to form. Um, before that, they did The Heat. That was great. Before that, he did Bridesmaids. So right. he doesn't lose. Yeah. So I, I just I don't know how he loses with this. So I'm very very uh, very excited about that. Yo, um, before you shift gears, like I, I didn't obviously we didn't go to Comic Con because you already said that. But I heard from a lot of people. I want to get your take too. I heard from a lot of people that this year was a fall off year. Like it, it didn't seem like it had the. The big, um, like the anticipation was was lackluster. Well, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, man. I think that you know, obviously, uh, you know, Batman vs Superman won the day, and then the Star Wars panel was cool, and then the Deadpool. But like, that's that I just thing. mentioned three or four things. First of all, the attendance was, is is bigger than ever. It's yeah. bigger. The, the stuff in and around San right. Diego on the gas lamp is bigger and more crowded and packed than ever. So right. that's that's so that the presence is still great. 
inside the convention floor is bigger and better is bigger than ever and more packed than whatever. I mean, I I saw some stills of like just that shot of like. I don't know, it's like a thousand people coming down the escalator to start. <laughs> and just, I just got a headache thinking, like, thank God. In some yeah, ways, thank God. Walking over the damn bridge. Thank God we weren't there walking over that bridge. <laughs> but uh, Marvel wasn't there this year. Right. Um, uh, uh, who else? A lot of people pulled out. It wasn't just, yeah. just uh, Universal. Yeah. People took, a lot of people took a pass. Yeah. So, I mean, the idea that Marvel, like, they said, they said this year was more of a TV year. Yeah. Especially in Hall H as yeah. well. And so they didn't have like the big, you know, slam dunk movie re- drops yeah. or releases, whatever. So, so I don't yeah. know. I, I'm, I'm cool. I mean, the Hall H panels, you know, I don't know. They're all just. Yeah. So I don't know. I got nothing. All right. So uh, we, we, sh- we should mention uh, Saraturo Itawa. It- Itawa. Uh, Nintendo president died at age 55. That's a bummer. Well, that's young. Yeah, that's, he's 55. That's, that's, that's bad. And then, uh, uh, and Comcast is gonna partner with, uh, EA, um, and do some streaming, some games. So we, we talk about all these moves that Comcast are making. This is, this is a more, another reason to have that big fat connection. Right. Go you, ahead. Need, you need Gigabit Pro. You go you ahead. Need g- gigabit 79 or whatever it's called. You go ahead and pay uh, on the upwards $2,000 a month on internet. Streaming. Go right on ahead. <laughs> Real time stream via Comcast and EA. Madden. I don't know. I got nothing. Hey. Uh, that's all I got, man. I don't know. That's it. What's, what's coming up next, man? Uh, I'm I'm excited about. Uh, I, uh, talking, about talking about like event wise. Oh gosh. Well, D23 is a big one. I don't know what when is that, that is. Oh. Uh, a, a look, but that's that. I think that that's when you're going to see a lot of the uh, um, August Marvel's. 14th through the 16th. August 14th through the 16th. <laughs> that's when you get. That's when you get all your. That's when Mar. I think the Marvel sh- stuff's going to show up there because also Disney. I think the uh yeah, the Marvel stuff show up. You're gonna have the the Star Wars stuff obviously will right. be unveiled there. Um so we'll see. They you know, Disney has a lot. Yeah. They have a lot to unveil. So between Marvel and Lucasfilm, you know, and their and Disney and frankly it is the today is the sixtieth actual sixtieth anniversary of Disneyland. It's the oh, diamond. Wow. Wow. Today is the diamond. What's so up? they're doing stuff all year at Disneyland, you know, it's just there. So but today is the actual day, so uh happy sixtieth birthday Disneyland for anybody who cares about that. Uh, I don't know. That's all I got. Hey, man. Good show. Um, where can the people find you? Let's like get out of here. find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine. A-K-I-L-I-S-H-I-N-E. And you can and find me on... Oh, what about the scope? <laughs> I'm, I'm not scoping yet, man. I got to load up the ammo first. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no ammo, to, no no ammo. ammo yet. <laughs> no ammo for the scope. No. You can find me at, uh, at, at Joe K. Braswell on Twitter, Instagram, and the scope. Periscope. <laughs> Uh, my scope game is weak. I got rubber bullets in there right now, but uh, I'm still learning. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. We will see you next week. From producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.